Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. Now let's get to the news. Nissan reported its latest financial earnings this morning for the first nine months of its fiscal year that ends March 31st. The company sold 3.6 million vehicles worldwide, up only 1% from the year before. That brought in nearly $80 billion in revenue, up nearly 20%. Yet the company's operating profit, which really measures how well it's running its operations, was only up 2%. And yet its net profit shot up more than 18% to about $2.7 billion. That big jump in revenue and net profit is probably more to do with the weakening of the Japanese yen than it is with greater efficiencies at Nissan. After General Motors and Ford announced they're packing up their bags and ending production in Australia, we said it was only a matter of time before Toyota would follow suit, and now it's official. Earlier today, the Japanese automaker announced it will end vehicle and engine production down under by the end of 2017. With this decision, I think it's only a matter of time before most automotive suppliers there decide to close their operations as well. The U.S. military has been using drones for years to help keep pilots out of harm's way. Now it's testing autonomous technology to do the same for foot soldiers. Called Autonomous Mobility Applique System, or AMIS for short, it was designed by Lockheed Martin. It was made to be an inexpensive and essentially platform-independent system as it consists of only low-cost sensors and control systems. It kind of looks similar to Google's autonomous cars, and it still has to go through more testing. But if it can operate in combat situations, this sure brings autonomous vehicles for us a big step closer to the showrooms. To boost its working relationship with automotive suppliers, Ford created what it calls the Aligned Business Framework. It's all about setting expectations of how they want to work together. Hao Tai Tang, the vice president of purchasing at Ford, tells AutoLine that this partnership helped the company navigate through production shortages, investing in growing markets, and pricing its vehicles much more effectively. Hao Tai Tang says, and I quote, it's a huge enabler for us to build a long-term relationship, and it's been a big enabler for us to get access to new technologies. Ford's relationships with suppliers have improved so much that the company now ranks number two in the latest supplier OEM relationship survey from Automotive News. Much like Chrysler delaying the introduction of the Cherokee to get its nine-speed transmission just right, Mazda is doing the same with the diesel for its Mazda 6 in the U.S. market. Its introduction was already pushed back once until the spring of 2014, but now the launch date is unspecified. The issue before was emissions related, but now the engine does not have the right zoom zoom that the company wants. You may remember that Honda did the same thing a few years ago, but it delayed the introduction of its diesel to the point that the program got canceled. Let's hope Mazda can iron out the bugs. With the Winter Olympics now in full swing, you may have heard that BMW's advanced design studio in California called DesignWorks USA designed the two-man bobsled for the U.S. Olympic team. Coming up next, an interview 
with the guy who designed it. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. Michael Scully is the creative director of global design at DesignWorks USA. That is BMW's advanced studio in California, which was approached by the U.S. Olympic Committee to design an all-new two-man bobsled. Scully is the perfect guy to handle the task, not just because he's a designer, but because he also races cars. Recently, I got the chance to interview him at DesignWorks USA. Here is the first of three segments of that interview. We're here at DesignWorks USA right now with Michael Scully with the U.S. bobsled behind us, which he helped design or really did design. And Michael, you got to tell me, how cool is it in your career to be able to design a, a bobsled for the U.S. Olympic team? Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I love the project. It's, it's something incredibly rewarding uh, to work with the athletes um, as they really try to achieve their goals. Uh, and we try to enable that with the best technolo technology that we can bring. Uh, and help facilitate, you know, human athletic endeavor. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. DesignWorks, of course, is known the world over for all the different designs it does, not just for BMW, all kinds of things. But how did this bobsled project come together? Yeah, I think the um, BMW uh, spoke with the uh, IOC and, and the uh, USBSF, which is the uh, Bobsled Federation, um, and really determined that a critical need really was in the two-man bobsled um, and so that's really uh, what we focused on with this project and um, the uh, I think the really great thing about that is that that also allows us to contribute to not only to the men's team but also the women's team because they each uh, own, uh, run two men sleds and so we're, we're actually facilitating them the most amount of athletes that we can so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Of course, it's got the, the BMW logo on the nose. The Germans, as you know, have dominated the bobsled uh, competition for, for a long time now. I gotta imagine they're kind of ticked off that the BMW logo is on the American sled. I haven't heard that. Um, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, I think com competition is healthy um, and drives, drives everybody forward uh, to a degree. So in that sense, um, I think it's positive, and I think ultimately the, the U.S. athletes um, really uh, uh, were the ones that could stand the most um, from a, an injection of modern technology, so that's what we've really tried to do. We'll have more of Michael Scully talking about the new bobsled in tomorrow's show. And then on Thursday, our guest for AutoLine After Hours will be Bill Warner, who started and now puts on the Amelia Island Concours. If you want to understand everything it takes to put on one of the best concours in the world, tune in for this behind-the-scenes look at what goes on at Amelia. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.